Hello, hello. Welcome to the Daydreamers Club. I'm your host, AJ. Today marks the second episode of our series on the future. I figured, since we've been talking about the entertainment industry, per se, that today would be a great time to talk about the future film and television. I'm joined by my good friend, Skeen Kittle, an aspiring writer slash director who, and I say this with maybe a tad of bias, has the most incredible perspective on film and television culture. So, Skeen, would you like to say what's up to the people? Of course. Hey, everybody. I'm Skeen Kittle. Um, obviously, on the podcast with AJ, I'm going into film. You know, I want to do, you know, directing, writing, acting, the whole thing. I'm actually working on a script right now. Got a few movie ideas in the works. And yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Dude, tell them about the script before we start. Like the mob movie. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, it's my main passion project right now. I've been working on it for almost almost a year and the skeleton of it the bottom line it's the irish uh the irish mafia and the italian mafia fighting over new york and you know it's kind of like it's kind of be a little bit of fiction it has some true stuff in it i'm going to kind of put my own spin on you know famous like irish mob all that kind of stuff all those events in it like if you know about the valentine massacre i'm going to have a little you know put my own spin on that use it and yeah i'm just gonna it's like it's gonna be jam-packed full stuff nice that's cool like you're taking inspiration from a bunch of different movies and then absolutely piling it into your own little your own little masterpiece dude yeah that's pretty cool so okay thanks again for joining us first off of course my Um, pleasure i want to know a few of your top favorite movies and tv shows Oh, absolutely. Okay, it's hard to pick a few, I know, because there's so many. But <laughs> oh yeah, well, like the ones that stand out to you, like why? Why are they your favorites? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So right off the bat, favorite movie of all time, Interstellar. I've so my reasonings is that I've always, always loved like space. I've loved like theoretical physics, all that kind of stuff. All like, like I've just always been obsessed with space. You know, I never did great in school, but every time there was like a space topic or something, I'd get like a hundred percent. I was just in it. I've always been fascinated by it. And I also love acting, obviously. I love movies, I love directing, I love everything. And that movie's just like the perfect sum of all my passions. And it's just so like perfectly done. The acting is incredible. The story is incredible. The writing is incredible. The cinematography is incredible. Just everything, like the movie's almost perfect. See a dream come true for you, hey? You know, oh yeah. And then, yeah, I guarantee like two hours from now when we're done this, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said that. I should have said this. But, you know, Ooh. off the top of my head, you know, Interstellar, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, honestly, favorite shows. I've always loved American Dad and Family Guy, you mm. know, just for the nice to sit down, watch and laugh at. I've seen right. both series front to back probably 12 times, not even gonna lie. Uh, I love The Office. Yeah. Um, oh, I haven't really actually seen The Office. I, everyone's been telling me to get into it. I, I, I just can't, I don't know why. Okay, so the first, like the everybody who has watched the series knows the first few episodes, didn't really hit the mark and a lot of people don't watch the series because they watch the first couple episodes and they're like i don't like this and it's because uh, exactly what happened to me <laughs> yeah 
Well, it's because the show was is originally like a lot of other shows. It was originally in the U, started in the UK. It was a UK show, and British comedy and American comedy are so like vastly different. Where you know, like British comedy is very dry. It's very kind of you know, pretty much just dry humor and. You know, American comedy is very slapstick, in your face, satire kind of. Yeah. And actually, one of the creators of the UK office summed it up perfectly, and he said that British comedy uh, celebrates sadness, and it and it takes people's sadness and it kind of makes them feel included and makes light of it and that kind of stuff. And American comedy tries to distract from sadness. It tries to take you away from it, take your mind off it and make you happy. And so the first two episodes of the American office were kind of shot for shot remakes of the original series. But obviously American audiences didn't really, you know, gel with it because they're like, this isn't, you know, what we're used to. This isn't it. So over time, they got progressively more satire, more slapstick. You know, you can even see actually the brightness in the like cinematography of the show gets more colorful and brighter through the series. Ooh. You know what? What? Yeah, and it, and it is. Sorry, um, what? What? What I find like really fascinating is how you said British comedy is more is more embracing like this, um, the sadness, this collective sadness that we have with in society, right? Everyone gets sad sometimes, of course. Yeah. And where American comedy tries to distract you from it and tell you, you're not sad, like you just be happy. Yeah. That's the main point, right? Like TV is so influential that British people and American people, they're because of the comedy that they watch or just different people they act differently they see things differently not just individually but as a collective group as like a collective american group as a collective british group right that's basically what you were saying yeah and and, and yeah and, and like like even i'm um, even in canada and things that we see in in america like the the television and the film yeah completely it's all it's really different like we don't have very many or we actually have a lot of American shows, but there's not many Canadian shows in America. Yeah. How many American shows we have in Canada. Yeah. And, and you can see it like the whole world basically watches America, you know, like Canadians, like literally like what fascinates me is you wouldn't believe how many movies and shows that are based in America are filmed in Canada. And even like, like you, t- you can take a handful of movies that are set in New York and they're filmed in Toronto or Vancouver, like Deadpool. Both Deadpools were filmed in Vancouver. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, The Irishman, a lot of it was filmed in Toronto. Same thing with Joker. Wow. And all those, like all those kind of movies, there a lot of them take place and are filmed in and around, like in areas of Canada. One thing that I think is amazing is that there's so many moments in film and TV where you look at these amazing landscapes and you're like, wow, like that's crazy. And, and it like takes place on a different world or it takes place in a different universe or a different yeah. timeline or whatever. And it's all places that like you can go, like Game of Thrones was hugely filmed in Norway. Or uh, was it? No, no, it was uh, Iceland. 
Iceland. Iceland, yeah. It was a lot of it was filmed in Iceland because they have the black rocks and the black beaches and like yeah. these crazy landscapes that like my brother went there and he was like, like taking pictures and videos and it looked like in a completely different world. Speaking of the fact that so many shows that we think are filmed in only in certain places as in like Canada or America or like England, for example, being able to travel was so beneficial for the industry now because of the pandemic. Yeah. So what kind of things in the industry do you see like being affected by this? Oh man, you know, it's, you gotta follow these regulations because movie sets and the process is filled with thousands of people, you know? Mm -hmm. You look at the credits and there's like millions, like not millions, no. There's like hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands yeah. of people. And so I think, and obviously there's a lot of stuff coming out now that was filmed to one year ago because that's how you know filming goes you know it's usually yeah. even like tv series they're filmed one year you mm -hmm. know put out the next year movies they're filmed for a couple years put out the next year and so i don't think we've quite hit that point where a lot of stuff's being filmed during covid but i do, i know that gray's anatomy the like the new season is about covid and they're in the pandemic oh, wow. and so that show is still going on you know i'm sure you can get away with it with like how like hockey teams and you know basketball teams and how all these bubbles are working where everyone just is kind of in isolation getting tested all the time doing all this so they can work in close quarters but it's definitely gonna have a big effect on how things work yeah like the movie theaters right yeah and that's how things go is a new movie comes out you go see it at the movie theater then it goes on to platforms like Netflix, Hulu, that's Crave. It. And that's the best way to do because you it's a social thing at that point, right? Everyone gets to Yeah, and it, it brings more revenue. Yeah, it brings yeah. Exactly. It's kind of a bummer because this is when it would be really cool to, to go to movies because they're developing technology like the moving the moving chairs and like four D and five D and Yeah. Stuff like that. And, and the production also gets affected. Yeah. Like, there's like you can't travel you can't really go anywhere right yeah and that, that's another thing where it's interesting to see almost every every profession and every activity like the, the world's changed you know like mm -hmm. and we're just trying to catch up with it yeah so the film and television industry would you say it's for better or for worse well i'd say i'd say it's bleeding you know, like a lot of other industries, because they're not obviously revenue is hitting the ground. Oh, yeah. It's going to cost more to make these movies because you got to account for bubbles, testing, this, that. So it's costing more. And, and it's, precautions, yeah. Yeah, it's putting a hold on a lot of other projects, you know. So I don't, I don't think COVID is doing good at all, really, for it. it, it it's hurting it. But if you look in the long run, mm. You know, the only, you only get stronger through going through a hard time, you know? So, but at the same time, you know, I feel like having it so hard that when it becomes easier again, you know, you'll be better at it almost because you'll have done it the hard way and it'll be easier. So you'll only get better and you'll be better. Life lessons with skin kill. What can I say? You always gotta, one of my biggest models in life is you always gotta find the silver lining. 
you know like line, yeah. I, and, and, and even i was just gonna say like pretty much the only thing that's striving right now is things online like streaming services but those streaming services sometimes have to produce their own content like netflix originals and that's hard for them to do you know with all these covid restrictions mm-hmm. what what's nice though is streaming services right now are probably having a great great time because no one has anything else to do but watch Netflix and Crave <laughs> and Hulu and whatnot, right? Yeah. It's not like you can go out and, and do that. It's not like you can go out to a sports game or anything, right? So you're just kind of stuck at home. Why not turn on yeah. Netflix at the end of the day? Why not watch some Hulu Plus? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? So, Skeen, appreciate you taking the time to join us today, man. Before we go... Is there anything you'd like to tell yeah. pe- the people about your future? About my future? future yeah. What can we okay. expect from you? I, I better be hearing an Oscar soon. <laughs> well, that's the plan, you know? Yeah. Honestly, my, my dream is to work with Terrence, you know? He's my favorite, obviously. Dude, oh my but, God. That would be amazing. I gotta act quick though, because he's only got uh, a couple more movies that he's gonna do before he retires. Hey, well, at the Daydreamers Club, anything's possible, dude. Right? Word. So. You know, and always remember, <laughs> stay authentic. Stay authentic. You gotta have. You need to have authenticity. You need to have you know? authenticity. If there's one thing I had to say to the people, one of the best quotes I've ever heard is, "If you, if your work is what you love, you never work a day in your life." So for me, it's movie over the money. So essentially what you're telling the people is follow your dreams. Yeah, do what you want. Do you know, you and, and if, you, if you don't really feel like it's what you want, don't stress. You got your whole life to figure out what you want to do. Very inspirational. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. Some good vibes for sure. Oh, absolutely. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, it was a pleasure to host the show. And I sincerely thank you all for listening. This is AJ saying goodbye. And of course, keep dreaming.